Howdy, hey! Welcome to the Texans Take. All right, so minor technical difficulties, but we're back in the middle of champagne that almost hit the. That would have been, I would have laughed later. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I would have to. Actually, I would have laughed later and now. I <laughs> <laughs> would just not stop laughing. I would I would Whoa. at least hope you would wait until we tried to salvage the tech. Yeah. And then laugh. That, uh, that's true. Because I might be a little, like, butthurt if you decided to laugh as the tech was getting destroyed. You can have some wine. Okay. The bottle is empty? It's still bubbling. Yeah. All right, y'all. For our Roe versus Wade podcast. To the end of Roe versus Wade. Which is funny. I want to say, before before we do this... It was how many weeks ago that we did the other podcast on this? It was towards the end of May. It's like it a was. month and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Max. yeah. Uh, did either of y'all know this was in play? Yes. 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 Because did we talk about every, that? Everybody was the, the Supreme I knew we were courts. talking about that. That's but, why the topic yeah. was buzzing. Basically, but, everybody was talking about it. This incre- the, the Supreme Courts. The but this Supreme is not the first courts. time in my lifetime we've talked about it. Okay. And nothing has happened. That's yeah. the point. That I was getting well, this at. time they talked about it and, and something happened. Something happened. So, so anyway, cheers to this. The ending cheers. versus Wade. All right. See, that wasn't good. See, they're all full, so there's not like a ding. Ding. Put your glass closer to yours. You have to like. Hey, it's better. It's full yet bad. Hit them together on the top where you have a ring. No. <laughs> See, it's <laughs> too. It's, it's too, too full. much in them. Drink your champagne. Prosecco. <laughs> yeah, I learned something new today because I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. There was, uh, but it makes sense. Like I was saying with, um, so this is some good stuff. We had uh, um, Cavalier de Oro before, or Cavalier de Oro. Did we? Yeah. Not this. This is their sham. This is their prosecco. I keep wanting to call it champagne. This is their prosecco. But I think we might have had their wine before and we've definitely had the Cavalier d'Oro on the podcast before I think a couple times um just because the logo is so freaking cool I just love it and Cavalier d'Oro is the golden knight just sounds cool but this is their champagne and wow Prosecco good night I'm gonna constantly get it wrong and uh anyway it's pretty good I like it this is cheap seven bucks just said wifey could you pick up some champagne and she was like yeah no you said could you pick up some not too expensive probably cheap champagne or i'm sorry y'all are gonna have to back up i couldn't do two languages at once (laughs) i noticed again they were over there their hands were flapping (laughs) it was so loud (laughs) Uh, it was about to be because i'm like i don't know what you're saying and then like she explained it four times and i was like oh i think i they're over there speaking their sign. And um, in the meantime, I can't focus on two. So I, I can't either. I cannot do so it. So give me one or the other. So back up. What were we saying about saying Prosecco? We have Cavalier de Oro, Prosecco, and we've had their wine several times. Okay. And it's cool to speak. We've had it on the podcast. I know. Yeah. I know. And it's so and I didn't good, know. You know, decent wine. Not bad at all. It was good wine. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll have to look. Uh, I think that was one of the ones uh, But I've never had their Prosecco before. And then she picks this up. And I'm like, dude, I didn't know they did Prosecco. So anyway, what does it say? 
denominazione di origine controllata. Now, is there a price difference in Prosecco and champagne versus champagne? I, no, it depends on the quality of it. Yeah. Like, always. like anything else. Okay. This Prosecco this generally bucks, so. has, it's generally the best to me. Okay. Because like with bourbon and Tennessee whiskey, it's, this, it's the same thing. And that's only what I can reference it to. Like even scotch. Yeah. Scotch is a whiskey, but it's yeah. generally made in Scotland. So. What I have found is that there's no flavor difference between. Well, no. There I've is noticed, a flavor difference. I've noticed that I like Prosecco and I don't like champagne. And champagne I like is- How much champagne have you tried? Tried a couple of different champagnes. Okay, so have- yeah. I would say champagne is more the most fruity out of the three of them. Even if it's a brute champagne, and the yeah. prosecco is the most likely to have a good brute, which is what I prefer. Yeah. yeah. But the nicest champagne that I had just tasted like dirty socks. See, I like getting a nice dry champagne this and is making sad. mojitos Dom in the Perignon, morning. and he didn't like it. I did not. It was Don Perignon's dirty socks. Okay. It was terrible. <laughs> That's okay. It means I get all of you. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Uh, which so. means when she buys it. She intends it not to be drank by you. Oh, she won't buy it. It's a hundred dollar bottle. Oh well, there <laughs> you go. There you go. But I was drinking that stuff, and I was just like, I wouldn't pay money at all for this. This is terrible. So what's what's really funny is that she I, was. I so walk by the glass case of champagne all the time, and every time I go in, I'm like, that would have to be one heck of an occasion. Like, yeah, that would. I just can't. I think that was the closest well, that we'd come to not being married. <laughs> like I have yes. a hard time spending. It was at New Year's, and yep. he and I tried it because Caroline had been given some for her wedding. Yes, and she brought it to New Year's and poured everybody a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty sure I drank his because this didn't is why I currently yeah. don't have like Glenn <laughs> fit it and Glenn live it in my yeah. cabinet is because though mm-hmm. I like it, it's really hard it to justify. It hurts the wallet. It does. Really and does. I'm a penny pincher as it is, so just is why it's that best to like, have good friends that buy you alcohol. Well, that's why my uh, my Glenn Murray has remained exactly where it is. It's like Dad has Aunt Arlene, who just can't wake up in the morning without buying him a bottle of single malt scotch. Well, if she forgets his name and like pencils <laughs> mine in, I'd be fine with that. I, I just <laughs> I, I'm just tickled because Dad would spend who knows how much money if he tried to buy that stuff himself. Which he won't. Dad won't go buy his own whiskey because people keep getting it for him. He's got years supply. He does. All I had to do was marry a man who likes whiskey and has birthdays. That that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, keep having birthdays. That's a good I, thing. I will do that. The less birthdays one has, the less number of years you're you know. There's a correlation between birthdays and life. <laughs> uh so anyway. Um, well, that's, that's kind of our intro. I mean, we could, we could talk a little bit more. We've got independence day coming up down this weekend, uh, which I mean, think about it. Think about it. End of Roe v. Wade, which when I say that we'll talk a lot more about that when we get into the meat. That's not, I mean, it, it is the end of Roe v. Wade. That is what it is. Let's say it's the beginning of the end, but we'll, what I'm saying is, it's is the that end of Roe v. Wade, it but it's no so much more complicated is, than yeah. just Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more that we're going to discuss about that. But blanket statement, end of Roe v. Wade, what's coming up this weekend, Independence Day, who grows in the womb, 
what people are the most murdered, the most undervalued in all of history uh, in America anyway. It's it's the children, it's the babies, and whose Independence Day should we be celebrating the absolute most but theirs? And, you know, uh, I mean, if you think about the timing is impeccable. Land, landmark decisions and big, big things happening. You know, oftentimes it's just like, you know, when you have a war, thousands and thousands of people die for a cause. Now, right. there's generally a cause behind it. And um, this is death with no real cause. There's a, this is death with no real cause. There's no there's no good behind this cause. Other than, you know, what we would say is ego. Right. I mean, that's all it is. And so um, money. Honestly, uh, we should be celebrating the life of those whose lives are going to be spared now, mm-hmm. hopefully. But we should also be, um, you know, even just taking a moment of silence to remember the millions and millions and millions of people mm-hmm. that are not here today because they were killed. In they the were world. never given the opportunity they to be here. Never today. given the chance. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll talk more about that after an obscene yep. profit break, and we'll be right back. All right, we are of the back. We are back. A very short break was in between. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, it wasn't actually that long though. No, it was compared to our normal. As, no, as far as breaks go. <laughs> um. Like even the lives that we've done are very, very slim margins too. Yeah, I've had some of our breaks. Like we look up after thirty minutes and go, "Oh, oh, it's about time right, to we, go now." We so actually we should probably should. keep going. <clears throat> like we'll have actually good contextual conversations, and then go, ah, "That should have been recorded." Yeah, we should have. Uh, we should have made that a thing, and uh, and it wasn't. Should have, would have, could have, but it's too late now. <laughs> so but we, anyway, we end up having to back up and then try to remember what we said. Yeah, that's always the worst. It's nice when we take a break and I'm not in the middle of a thought. If I'm in the middle of a thought, then bye. Oh, yeah, then we spend the whole next the section. The whole next section is like trying me trying to figure, figure out what, what I was thinking. Say, yeah. And all the listeners are like, you were thinking this, you were thinking this. Yeah, everybody heard it. And they're like, oh, yeah, but by the way, guys, yeah. we have to go back and listen to it and try to remember the thought. It's rough. It, it is rough, yeah. It's rough living the podcast life. So rough, you know. Glass of wine in one hand, you know, a little bit of cheese in the other. Mixed thoughts in the other. Ah, it's terrible. It's just terrible. But the end of abortion. That's right. That's right. So I have I have a wonderful map. Okay. Actually, I have one. Well, first off, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I want to go ahead and read what happened. So abbreviated. Oh, I lost my advice. Um. Well, that's not good. You're fired. Oops. Oh, no, I didn't actually lose my place. I just opened another tab and I forgot about it. (laughs) Uh, But what I was saying is. Here we go. Aha. So abbreviated Roe v. Wade, the um, Supreme Court ruling that. um, Was it 73 or 74? 1973, I believe. That's what I thought. And basically what it did is, is it said that abortion is a right. Right. Wrong. Um, wrong. Right. Wrong. Check. 
Um, right. But it was Any, anyone who, who has ever seen Forever Young say check. Right. It's check. confusing. Yes. Yes. Ah, that's a good movie. That is a good movie. We watched it together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, what it is, is it's a federal law. And so right. it was basically saying that it is a U.S. constitutional right. And that's where it stands. And so overturning. I've never read that in the Constitution. It's not in there. Yeah, that's what I. Overturning Roe v. Wade. What it actually means, you know, for, you know, initial thoughts. We, I mean, we've been praying for Roe v. Wade to go away for years. I mean, literally, what, 50 something years? Yeah, I was about to say, since it became. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, good grief. Dad remembers when it started. He was like in school and stuff. And he was learning. Yeah, my about dad it. was talking to, to me his, about that, too. And his teacher was like uh, a very liberal woman who basically, you know, they had, uh, I think the the attorney, it's like the attorney. Um, that was fighting the Roe v. Wade case, actually went to dad's school to give a talk about it. And oh dad's teacher actually knew a little bit about dad and said, hey, Kurt, I am ordering you to keep your dang mouth shut and do not ask questions. And she singled dad out because she knew that dad would ask questions. Yeah. And dad has continued asking questions the rest of his life. And he is an attorney now fighting for, you know, not bad things like that. <laughs> civil, civil rights. C- mean, civil rights, that's right. Which is funny because Roe v. Wade is so backwards. It is so backwards because they're calling it a civil right, but at the same time it's taking away somebody's rights. So so the way I look at this, it, it is a civil rights argument. It is. But it they're is. on the wrong side of it. Exactly, exactly. That's So it is a civil rights issue. It is. It is a human rights issue. And so... But the argument is being perverted kind of sent off yeah, on the wrong yeah. side. They're it's, worried about the wrong humans. They're worried about right, the wrong that humans. That exactly. And so overturning Roe v. Wade, what that means is the gover- the the federal government has basically said it's not ours to decide. It's up to the states to decide mm-hmm. what they want to do about their abortion laws. And so that is, but all, as far as it being a federal law, it's no longer it's no a federal longer holding. a federal. They've exactly. they've essentially, and I'm I'm a states' right activist, so yes, I me mean too. I'm fine with that. But you know now we have a different issue than we started with because so, now it was, and, I, and I'd say we, we've obviously hit a step in the right direction. Yes, yes. But now, <clears throat> it, basically, it, now it's not a federal law anymore. Right now, the states get to decide. That's literally all all that happened. And so now. Each state has to be able to, like, the people of that state, that's your job to go forward and say, look, this is this is what we want to see, you know. And I, I've had, like, I'm I'm in North Carolina. I don't I don't claim that state. I, I, uh, I don't either. Uh, but Roy Cooper, immediately, as soon as the, you know, address was, was written, he was like, I, we're not going to do that, you know. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to do what we've always done. We're going to support, you know, women who make right choices and, and I'm like, well, how is that a right choice? Yeah, so, and and how can how can you, as the stupid governor of stupid North Carolina, because even and, say and, that? And everyone tries without to, first polling your state. Yeah, and everyone tries to argue, and you know, that was a personal for, for anyone for anyone who is, you know, slightly triggerable at this moment. This is about to get triggering, so yeah. 
I would skip forward, say five minutes, you know, um, go ahead. We cannot. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. Were you, I was just going to point out, um, since 1970 under Nixon Planned Parenthood, which performs by far the most abortions oh, yeah. per day, by they've far. received federal funding. Yeah. Right. So since they've claimed now that it's not a quote federal issue, what are they get... going to do about that funding? Are yeah, they, they still going to fund well, it? And, see, and yeah, that was part of, that yeah. was part of the address that, um, so that's that Roy the... Cooper released is North Carolina is still going to personally fund Planned Parenthood. Oh good. Yeah, that was part of that was part of his address. Right. That we're still gonna do that because this is in favor of women. Right. Well, here's here's the big problem. And everybody, you know, well, I'm not gonna say everybody. The majority of people that I have had this conversation with that is on the opposition, um, obviously there is no real opposition. Sure. There there isn't. There's a side, but there's not an opposition to the problem. Yeah. Uh but the most the most that you find, if you pressure someone who does have a different viewpoint than you, if you pressure them to actually come up with a some sort of actual logical conclusion of why you're just, wrong I was and they're right. I was just going to say, because you, 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 you said the right word, logical. Like, yeah. right. You, you try to force them to that, and the first thing they, they jump to is, uh, what about in the cases of rape? Well... <clears throat> This is where I'm saying triggering. Yep, go for move it. forward. But here is here's my straight take on it: is rape doesn't matter mm-hmm. because here here's the point. It was a bad situation. I get that. Should never have happened. Things that should have never happened happen all the time. And that's not every to say, that's single not to say that something day. shouldn't happen to the perpetrator. Right. I'm not saying that at all. You know. But what I'm saying is. The child that came from that had nothing to do with the situation. And so punishing them is irrelevant. And when you point that out, then the next thing they go to, and it's their last card. It's like, I have one card left and it happens to be a four. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's what I have. And unless you're playing spades, you lost. Mm -hmm. So that's just, just the way it works. But that being the case, they always jump to what about in the case where a woman will die? Yeah. Or the child will die. Well, well. In either scenario, neither one is probably going to live. That's that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. But the first thing that everyone wants to go to is rape, which is, which, in my opinion, I think we can, you know, say that if God wants a life to happen, it's going to come. And there's another thing to that. So, when we're talking about the loss of the woman, because that is a very real thing, you know, there's some. And it's happened or... all throughout history. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, it is such a small oh, it's, it's percentage such a of the situation. time. I mean, yeah. for literally a hundred plus years, you know, the, the, the science, the technology has gotten so good that the chances of a woman actually dying from birth are almost nil it's so it's so small that you cannot make laws or rulings about it what, based on this do you fact. know the percentage we should look uh, up the percentage yeah look it up most people fail to realize that any woman <clears throat> who becomes pregnant is putting her own life at risk yeah yeah at yeah. any point in time something can go wrong the woman can start hemorrhaging you can mm-hmm. have placenta abruption um you can have complications during delivery at any 
stage. If the woman goes into premature labor, she can still have complications. Mm -hmm. And ask any woman can, going through it at that stage, she will tell you to save her baby and sacrifice yes. herself because yeah. that's supposed to be the maternal instinct. Yeah. And the thing is, is a lot of people look at it as, oh, well, you can have an abortion to stop that. No, you can't because the woman can still have complications from an abortion. Yes. Actually, yeah. actually, a lot of the complications, I don't know if I want to say most, but a lot of the complications that women in general have had, you know, reproductive wise in the last 50 plus years are from abortions. I mean, it's, I would, I don't know if you could find some stats on this, but I would have so the say, chance, the, okay, go for the it. chance of a day of death for yeah. women who, and this specifically says have traumatic pregnancies is 17%. So even those of traumatic pregnancies mm -hmm. only have a 17%. Yeah. And that's like traumatic. And, so, and that's only for the U S yeah. Yeah. But I, I was going to say that there's uh, there might be a higher chance of having complications from an abortion than there are chances of having complications from just the natural birth. Yeah. You know, and, you know, more lasting uh, I mean, consequences. I mean, just one one complication that women tend to have is if anything gets left behind, they can develop an infection. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or their body can start hemorrhaging because it's trying to remove the pieces that are still left in there. Yeah. And if they cannot pass those pieces, then it'll then it can kill her. Yep. Yep. I'm and looking that... I'm looking up the stats on that now. Yeah. Um so while Briggs looking that up, I'm gonna go ahead and read this. This is just um Probably just a, a, a very topical view of what um, what's going on. So this is from CNBC.com. Uh, uh, Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, ending 50 years of federal abortion rights. This is from Dan Mangan. Way to go, Dan. Uh, key points. Supreme Court in a 5-4 decision overturned Roe v. Wade, the landmark ruling that established the constitutional right to abortion. Roe, since 1973, had permitted abortions during the first two trimesters of pregnancy in the United States. Almost half the states are as So we're joined by, um, well, everyone today, actually. Stuart, Juliana, Alyssa, and myself, and Adeline, who, eh, she's not so much for bedtime. So, you know. It's not really her thing. Yeah, it's well, it's she not. She doesn't really want it to be her thing. It is her thing. She's just fighting against it. So that's right yeah. So we're teething, and so that's who you're hearing in the background. Um, we did have a little technical difficulty, but let me let me just back up a sentence. Almost half the states are expected to outlaw severely restrict abortion as a result of the Supreme Court's decision on a Mississippi case known as Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. Justice Samuel Alito wrote the majority opinion joined by four other conservatives. The three liberal justices opposed the decision. Chief Justice John Roberts voted with the majority to uphold the Mississippi, the Mississippi abortion restrictions, but did not approve of tossing out Roe altogether. Um, the court's controversial but expected ruling gives individual states the power to set their own abortion laws without concern of running afoul of Roe. 
which had permitted abortions during the first two trimesters of pregnancy. Um, almost half the states are expected to outlaw or severely restrict abortion as a result of the Supreme Court's decision, which is related to a highly restrictive new Mississippi abortion law. The laws will affect tens of millions of people around the country, mainly, <laughs> it doesn't say this, mainly the people whose lives are being spared, maybe? Uh, the laws will affect tens of millions of people around the country who may have uh, have to cross state lines to seek reproductive health care. Um, other states plan to maintain more liberal rules concerning the termination of pregnancies. Call it abortion. That's what it is. Um, supporters of abortion rights immediately condemned the ruling while abortion opponents praised a decision they had long hoped for and worked to ensure. Protesters descended on the Supreme Court on Friday to speak out both for and against a decision that will uh, upend decades of precedent in the U.S. Um, bu -bu 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 -bu. Justice Sam Alito, as expected, wrote the majority opinion that tossed out Roe as well as a 1992 Supreme Court decision upholding abortion rights in the case known as Planned Parenthood versus, versus Casey. Um, so anyway, that... That is what happened. There's a lot more here that could be said here. There's a lot more here that's written here. Um, but uh, hold on, let me just add this. The, pro the provision had been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution, but any such right must be deeply rooted in the nation's history and <laughs> tradition and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. He added, it's time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives, Alita wrote. In their scathing joint dissent, the, the court's liberal justices wrote, the majority has overruled Roe and Casey for one and only one reason, because it has always depicted uh, despised them, and now it has the votes to discard them. The majority thereby substitutes a rule by judging for the rule of law. Uh, substitutes a rule by judges for the rule of law. So anyway, as soon as anything good happens, Satan gets in there and wants to, you know, shake things up again. Um, so... As good as this is, as wonderful as it is, hopefully it'll spare many lives. It it's going to cause a lot of a lot more tension. Continued, it's going to cause continued tension and strife here in the U.S. <laughs> uh, as people uh, cross state borders um, to get an abortion or possibly moving permanently. So that they have more "quote unquote" rights to an abortion, um, and so did you, Brig? Did you did you read the list of the states that had done this, that, or the other on? Uh, so I have those. Do you want the percentages yeah. first or yeah. the states? Uh, you, you you just um, go into the percentages per first. That so sounds... the percentages actually were, I'd say, fascinating to me. Okay. Um. So I I did percentages and um. Honestly, they're both about the same. Yeah. Speaking just either okay. way. Go for it. 13.2 uh, uh, abortion or 13.2 percent of abortions worldwide, not just. So this was this was a study, not just for U.S., yeah. but worldwide um, and in death. Yeah. For one or both. OK. Uh, the same almost with uh, maternity being a like actually going through with the pregnancy at a 13.8. Mm hmm. So 13.8% of women worldwide have complications. And that, this Mind is, you, this is where, so this is where the, the, 
I couldn't find a straight, you know, this is this and this is that healthy person to healthy person um, statistic. What I found was a general traumatic pregnancy is a 13.8%. So a general traumatic pregnancy. So and it goes up to a, uh, I think it said 40% for women over 32. Okay. So there's a higher rate for women over, I'm, I'm obviously, over yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. a certain age. But mm-hmm. that's also worldwide. And the maternity, this is the interesting thing. The maternity only accounts for traumatic or uh, people that were already ill at the beginning. Really? Of this. Yes. That's so, the only statistic I could so find. Those are, so the percentages of all women pregnant who have life-threatening a traumatic, A traumatic pregnancy. even smaller than that is that what you're saying uh well so no what i'm saying is the overall traumatic pregnancy mm-hmm. is 13.8 and that's the only thing i could find not a healthy yeah. pregnancy i couldn't find a healthy pregnancy that's, that's, that's what i was saying so the overall women who have pregnancies in general including traumatic mm-hmm. the number of those who are would be less yes. yeah or, it or would be less, less. yeah because uh, it only accounts for traumatic yeah and you can probably take that down by five percent so, um, wow, that's see, that's that's really small. And I mean, thirteen percent of all the population of the world is pretty small. It is, and so if you're thinking about pregnancies, if you add all the healthy pregnancies in that, then wow, we have what? Seven, most of them are healthy. We have so what? Seven billion people. Yeah, there's is a that couple. What we're... So anyway, that. You know, it's just such a weak argument to say that, you know, wow, oh, you got a woman that's so that's have a life. Ninety one thousand people. Yeah. Or ninety ninety one million people okay. that have traumatic pregnancies. Yeah. And that's not accounting for how many died from it, which sounds like a lot. But when you talk about the whole world, yeah, we're talking about seven billion people. Yeah. We're not, and it's probably eight now. I and on top of that, that's eight. that's including third world countries throughout right. the world. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's the only statistic I could find on that, which is interesting. Which almost, I mean, I'm I'm gonna sell that this way, but it's <laughs> it's skewed <laughs> when it you is, look at abortions. Skewed. The only thing I could find, I couldn't find, even when I typed in worldwide statistics, the only thing that came up was U.S. statistics. Yeah. Because guess what? We are one of the only ones that has laws on it. Right. That's the only yeah, reason these that things, statistics these shows These things up. go on in other countries. Yeah. Like third world countries, but there's no laws around it. Right. So there's there's really no way to track it. Yeah. And so the tracking becomes... So we could have far more abortions than we honestly... Know about. Know about. Yeah. No. So abortion looks like we, we, have, we have another dramatic moment from Adeline. Yes. She does this like head throwing back. I've even seen her like she'll put her hand on her head and lay back. Oh wow! And cry. I it's, feel faint. It's full. Yeah, it's full drama. It wow. really is. It's all drama. And if you say the word no like that, that ends her world. Yeah. Like I've seen her like literally just like she did it one day. She was standing up and she just we said no and she just like put her hand on her head and threw herself back and like landed on her back and we're like oh the um, agony. Yeah, the agony. I'm like, did I? Was it just because of no? And then she did it again. Like, ah! does that word hurt that much? I mean, <laughs> apparently it does. Anyway, that side note. That's what you're hearing in the background. She's over there, yeah, like, yeah. being. She wants to be part of the podcast. She's dramatic. 
Well, she is. So she, she mission accomplished. I have seven different maps. Okay. So we can kind of go through each one. I'm gonna have to uh, probably consult y'all because I'm gonna let y'all know. Um, geography was not my. That was not my place in school. I had science and history down pat, but when it came to where places are, <laughs> no. Yeah, the grocery store was hard too. That was not me. Like you give me, <laughs> you give me science and you give me history. I'm fine. I got it. Yeah. Anything past that, like math, I had to learn later in life. And what taught me math, weird enough, was um, algebra. I was going to say necessity. No, no. Well, it was because so money math is what taught me money. Ah. And that's what taught me math. But what's funny is this was something that my mom noted when I got to the point of learning. Like I just sucked at general math, like subtraction. That's where you lost me. And then you really lost me at multiplication. Like when we did multiplication tables, it was it was tragic. Like yeah. the amount of I think I had like two problems because yeah. I was always worried about the time. Like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I never got anything done. But <clears throat> when I got to algebra, algebra's problem solving. Yeah, I love solving problems. Right. Like that's that's my thing. And so mom was like. You're so backwards, kid. You're so backwards. Like, people struggle with algebra. You're like, you, you nailed algebra on every level, but the, the basic stuff, that you don't, you don't un and I don't, I don't understand that. I'm like, yeah, I don't either. That's, but anyway, so I learned money. I learned math through uh, knowing that I like money, nice. and money is good to have with you. It is. And so you need to manage it, and so that's how I learned math. Uh, beyond that, I mean, al you know, algebra, that kind of thing, you know, history, Science, those were my niches. Nice. Um, but geography, y'all are going to have to help me out. So what it looks like, and I, I looked at this earlier, so a, a just a true ban on abortion exists in Oklahoma, okay, Missouri, Kentucky, and what's the state? What's the state right there above Arkansas? Above Arkansas? Yeah. You mean, is that Iowa? It, no. Is that the head? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back up again. Yes. <laughs> so that's Missouri, Arkansas. Above Arkansas or Kentucky. Mich um Wisconsin. Yeah. So uh for everyone who might not have heard. Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Alabama. South Dakota, right? And South Dakota, yeah. Yeah. That's six states. Mm-hmm. So they have six... they have a true a ban on a, a ban on abortion so altogether. Six out of fifty in a Christian founded country believe that abortion is sin. Yeah. Not very high. No. Not very high. And apparently some of the Virgin Islands. Um now. What's the next stat there? So let's talk about like a heartbeat bill. Uh, so the next stat is actually, um, Which the, so the next stat is I'm trying to see if there's even anything. Oh, so there is one for this stat. So I didn't see anything earlier. There is. Okay. So the next stat is legal, but there's no providers that offer it. What is oh. this? What is that state? There's a state where it's legal, but there's no providers that offer it. That's like bad, but good. That's West Virginia. West Virginia. West yeah. Virginia. So West Virginia doesn't have any providers that even offer 
abortions. Good on, good on West Virginia. Yeah, it's um, it's is like is there a cup holder or a coaster it, over there near y'all? Um, Adeline ate the last one. Could you? Could you? Hold on, I got it. I got it. I got. Oh, it. I did it. I did it. I did. Apparently, it she didn't own. eat it. She just tossed it on the floor. Well, she she tried. She tried. There's a chunk out of There's it. There's a chunk. So That'll she's got come it. up in the diaper later. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, next after that is the heartbeat bill. So looks like Texas, Tennessee, South Carolina, and let me consult the map of states. The map of states. Which, mind you, while he's looking at that, a heartbeat bill. Ohio. In Ohio. Uh, what the heartbeat bill means is once the baby has a heartbeat in the womb as soon as it starts having a heartbeat which is at five it's no to six longer weeks, legal. weeks it's no longer legal for an abortion and now, i sadly I that does believe, not mean that someone else can go, not go to another state which i hate that part. i hate that too and i fully believe that an abortion even before the heartbeat it's still an abortion okay? it's still there that's still a person that you just ended and so, though a heartbeat bill really does good as far as less lives, you know, that are on the, at the step, you know, get, about to get burned here, um, it's still not quite, not even not quite, it isn't what we should have, which is just, you know, we can't do that at all. All right. So, um, the next stat. Okay. Uh, sadly, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say for all my Mormon friends out there, this is uh, something y'all should work on. <laughs> okay. Uh, up to 18 weeks, it is legal in Utah. Oh. Okay. Is that the only state where it's like that? That is the only state. Okay. Well, you're gonna state that shows you're gonna see weeks. a lot of states that have very unique rulings on this just because it is it is actually up to the states and so they could be like oh well texas is doing this one thing well let's do that exact same thing where they could be like oh they're doing this one thing so let's do something similar but a little bit different or they could be like we're gonna make our own rules so mississippi as of june has a 20 week mississippi does mm -hmm. really they are the also the only state for that so they offer an option up to 20 weeks. Like I said, you're going to see some different things in different yep. states. So, oh, this is nice. Okay. This this makes it easy to just give you a, a total. Because um, the purple is 22 weeks, and that's okay. five months. Let's see. You can post that to Facebook, can't you? Uh, yeah, I, like I can post link? this, Matt. Yeah, like I can link? post this. Yeah. Um, let me read off the states. What I'm going to do, just so y'all can hear it, I'm going to kind of read them off in the background. I'll let Stuart read them off um, in real time here. So it is... Okay. This is, I know, I won't travel that well. North Dakota. North Dakota. Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Kansas. Kansas. Iowa. Iowa. Indiana, Indiana, Louisiana, Louisiana Georgia, Georgia, and Georgia may change according to what I've heard, but yeah, that's, actually, that's uh, what we have. You know, Juliana's from moment. Georgia, yeah, so she's keeping up to date on some of their stuff, and they they're introducing a heartbeat bill here pretty so soon. So hopefully that'll pass. I mean, that's a step in the right direction. Right I'll direction, say. Yeah. I mean, it's not 
what we would hope for, but it is uh, it is a step in the right direction. Yeah. The next, <laughs> honestly, the next one is sad. Um, I don't even know how this is a thing, but uh, fetal vis- viability. So they're they're gauging this on when you could potentially survive pre like prenatal, like oh. we're talking like early pregnancy, right? So the states that go up to early pre. Guys, 23 to 24 weeks. What is a normal pregnancy? 40. 40. Exactly. So we're talking half the pregnancy. Over half, yeah. Half the pregnancy. The well, I mean, is, yeah. The thing is, is actually the youngest baby to have been saved was 21 weeks. Yep. Yeah. I, I remember that. that. So, yeah. That so we're talking. Most this, is, this is 24 weeks. And. And it actually breaks it down. Well, no, no, the next one breaks it down further. That's even sadder. It's it's gonna get grim, y'all. Uh, so twenty three to twenty four weeks is this one. I am sad to say there's so many states. First one we're gonna start with because I do know this state, Whip! Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> I just see it in the bottom. You know, it's always separated. Right. Uh, <laughs> I almost forget about that one. <laughs> yeah, me and uh, me and Travis, your your brother, we we talk about this all mm-hmm. the time um the the states that are separated and he always makes a joke because technically alaska is separated from what you see and so everyone thinks it's not actually contiguous with the continent and uh he 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 gets that all the time in the military community it is contiguous with the continent continent. it's not contiguous to exactly the the u.s US. yeah exactly (laughs) so it's one of those things so what i see We're going to go ahead and take a break right here, and I'm going to read off all of the blue states here in a minute. Give me just a second. We'll take a break right here. All right. We are back. So we're back. Continue. Break. Wow. The blue states. And that doesn't mean. The blue states. That doesn't mean political. So same. I'm going to read them off to you, Stu. Go ahead and just read them out. Because I know some of these states, but I'm just going to do it for the heck of it. Sure thing. That way I'm not wrong because I'll have someone call me out. Mm-hmm. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't wrong, <laughs> y'all. She ain't wrong. Go ahead. Dust off the ashes. That was a burn. <laughs> I've done already, already confessed and she's over here like, I'm still going to roast you. So you remember I called Dad earlier? That's that. It's me this time, not you. That's true. (laughs) Usually it's my dad calling me. I'm just sitting there like looking at it. I'm like, and hopefully I'm not answering the call during. Now, mind you, my dad's not thinking about podcasts either. My dad never thinks. Sometimes he'll call me and be like, you're not in the middle of a podcast, are you? And I'm like, (laughs) 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 yes. I'm like, no, Dad, what you got? Washington, Idaho, Idaho, Montana, Montana, Wyoming, Wyoming, California, California, Arizona, Arizona, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, Illinois, Illinois. I think it's generally pronounced Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, this is silent. 
as opposed to I know, a, I just read a it. healthy stop, noise. Stop, guys. Michigan. Michigan. North Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, that hurt. I'm yeah. New York, and Maine. Maine. Of course. California. So remind me, what is this list of states? What's the ruling here? Yeah, so that's what I was getting at next. So these states just mentioned are legal to fetal viability, 23 to 24 weeks. Mm. Ow. So oh. they gauge it by whether the baby can survive or not. The thing is, is that isn't even supposedly can survive. the baby can survive because they've tried to save babies as early as so what 19 I gauge, weeks. Yeah. But the, the earliest baby that survived was 21 weeks. And there was actually one mother who lied about how far along she was. And she went to a hospital that uh, uh, Probably she didn't have records it. at. And she said that she was 24 weeks. Because that's how far along this hospital would save the baby. She was almost 23 weeks whenever she did that. They saved the baby. The baby survived. And that's when everybody found out that the baby was earlier than 24 weeks. And that's what caused that hospital to actually change their policy. Because they saved a baby before 24 weeks and they were determined they couldn't. Yeah, so what it says here is 23 to 24. And what I assume, uh, because I haven't read really into statistics for each state, I assume that's a range over all of the states that carry that. It actually depends on the hospital in the state as well, because I know... Well, but I I imagine each state has policies that the hospital has to follow. That's why I'm saying that. Really, actually, it goes along with the hospital, because there's there's two hospitals that are like, uh, I think they're 10 minutes apart in one state, and one will say 22 weeks, and the other one says 24 weeks. They probably have a range specified by the state that the hospitals have to fall within. I actually have... That's my thought. I have a lady who's on my Facebook who is a big advocate for, like, micropremies, which is that's what they're called whenever they're born that early. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason why is because her son was denied life at 23 weeks exactly because the hospital that she ended up giving birth at they had it in their policy that they could save a 23 week baby they denied any life-saving care to that baby Mm. because they just didn't feel like doing it the thing is the worst thing is is this baby was born at 23 weeks exactly and was two point or two pounds three ounce or yeah two pounds three ounces and this baby's father was born in 1983, I believe. I'm, it's, I know it was in the 80s. Um, and he was born at 23 weeks exactly. Wow. Really? At two pounds even. Wow. And he survived, but his son was denied life. That is so you know, sad. I don't care if the baby is eight weeks old. You try. How is yeah? How is Especially that the hospital? Especially as a hospitals... doctor under oath, you try. Yeah, how to is that save the hospital's life? thing to be able to say, "Oh, this is yeah. not worth." Why it. does the hospital get to determine? They shouldn't even be able to determine whether yeah. you live or die. Yeah, that's that's not. You know, it's called the Hippocratic that's why oath. We, do it, no harm. Exactly. That's why we have DNRs. You know what? We this... cannot say that you're going to die. We cannot say we stop. But you know what's funny is is I. So this is this is something interesting, and I I only know this. So 
years and, and, and I need to go back. I have friends of mine that were EMSs back in the day and paramedics, and I need to really talk to them about it. But I actually had an EMS the other day. She was talking. <laughs> she gets kind of morbid in conversation, and it's just. They really can easily and quickly. Well, no, her personality. She's just morbid anyway. And and we were talking about if someone like had an issue here, somebody jokingly said, well, you know, she's a previous EMS and she's like, I'll give it 20 minutes because I don't care what the EMS says. 20 minutes is all they all they will help you. Really? In the state of North Carolina, they will pretend after that, but they call it at 20 minutes after not life. Wow. So if you like have an issue and they cannot revive you in an ambulance for 20 minutes, they call it then they will officially call it at the hospital. Like if you're, if it takes 40 minutes to get to the hospital, they'll call it at 40 minutes, but they officially stop trying at 20 minutes. That being said, if you're going to have a life threatening accident, do it in a different state. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's just, she was, she they was, just might not care. She was like, I'll give you 20 minutes. Cause that's all, that's all they get paid for. I didn't realize yeah. that wow. for like the so life threatening stuff. That's all she was like, we wow. don't we don't we're not allowed to try after 20 minutes you know i wanted to say something i wanted to say something about what you, what you were talking about the father who was born at what 23 weeks. 23 weeks and the son who was denied at that age um my grandmother um was a technically she was a police officer in idaho we back in the day i want to say in like the 60s actually so was it uh, uh mim it was Mim. yeah okay betty i wasn't sure i'd never heard yep, that so yep. this is new okay and um dad i just want to make sure i was an, referring to the right my dad person. has a newspaper clipping about it and basically um she was a um uh what's the word she was working in the police department um and she was just typing up documents and stuff all she was is a glorified secretary and what happened was there was a woman that uh, oh, I, I don't know what she did, but basically the, the cops were, you know, needed to shake her down and bring her into the police station and, you know, possibly throw her in prison or whatever, jail for a day, for a night. And they were all male cops, right? This is back when the police department was predominantly male. Right. And so they have this woman that they have to shake down and they're like, well, we're all guys, so we cannot do this. And they're like, well, only a woman can shake down another woman. This is back when people had standards and morals. I was about all. to say that's uh, this is a long, you this know, is, this is a long time ago. Yeah, no, sadly. no. All I was going to say to that is that is uniquely responsible. It is, <laughs> and that's the way it should be. And honestly, you're you're blowing my mind right now right? because that's not a thing. Like that's yeah. not a thing anymore. But just but thinking, that's just the way it was then. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to throw this is I'm throwing this way sure, off course it. here, but that is something that is on record. You can look it up. That is one thing that Frank Hamer said about Bonnie Parker mm -hmm. is if he caught her, he couldn't do a search. Right. Because he was a man. He's a man. That was why he yeah. actually asked for a female partner. Yep. And ended up getting his old partner, which he wasn't opposed to. But he was like, if I don't catch Clyde, 
I can't do a search. Right. Because it would be unethical as a exactly. ranger. And what's funny is they had already disbanded the rangers, but he yeah. was like, I don't care. I don't care. I this am is a, a ranger. Yeah. And that is what I was paid to do. And I cannot search them if they're not together. Yeah. And they refused to give him a female partner, which is just, so just going anyway, back to that those being, people. That being said, um, <laughs> so they, they basically called Mim and said, hey, Betty, we're going to make you an honorary <laughs> police officer so that you can shake this woman down. That is awesome. And so all Mim remembers is that, what's what we call my grandmother, Mim. All, all she remembers what was her, is What was her actual name? Betty. I don't know. It Betty, was Betty. Okay. Betty Signy. Was Betty her full name or was Betty short for something else? I think it was Betty. Was it Betty? Uh, okay. Um, but anyway, she uh, she was shaking the whole time. <laughs> Somebody was being shaken down, but it was me. <laughs> she was, was shaking the whole time. That was what I was about to say. Uh, but anyway, there was a man in the police department who was about six foot six or seven. Big, big man. Always came in with a giant cigar in his mouth. He would always walk in. Sounds about right. Blow smoke at Mim because she was the only woman there. So he would come in, blow smoke at her, and go, Hello, Betty. And boy, it just really annoyed Mim because he just, you know, you know, he was kind of a jerk, really. Um, until the one day that Mim actually spent more than a minute in the same room with him and actually had a conversation and found out that he was actually a decent guy. He was just giving her trouble because she was the only woman there. You know, so he'd go <laughs> blow smoke. Both blow smoke in her face but anyway um so she had a decent conversation with him and found out you know that when he was born he weighed a pound and a quarter that's not much and so this is back in like early 1900s possibly you talk before about, 1910 yeah if we want to talk about like you know because uh, he was a grown man whenever whenever she was in the police department yeah in the 1960s Talk and about so, like pregnancies having an issue. His should have been an issue. Yeah, he should have been. He could have been that, one of that, the statistics. That, and so anyway, you know, his obviously he, you know, statistically he shouldn't have lived. Mm -hmm. But when he was born, he weighed a pound and a quarter and his mom kept him in a shoebox. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. I, I, I've, I've heard of like, you know, uh, and what do they call him? Uh. A teacup chihuahuas yeah, being kept in yeah. a shoebox. Yeah. I've so heard anyway, of that, but never a baby. And now, now, you know, as soon as he got a little older, genetics came to play. And what did he do? He grew grew to be you a know six what's... foot, six foot, seven or eight foot man. So I'm know, not six or seven foot. In uh, saying inch this, man. I am not being like mean or anything like that. <laughs> I have found this to be an interesting subject <laughs> because my uh, my aunt she raised many dogs. Ah. Uh. And uh, she was very much in like, I don't care if it's supposed to die because she she raised many of them. Sure. And it was always like the ones that we were questionable about. It was like, eh, you know, no. I don't know about that one. He didn't you know, look very strong. Yeah. And so one that I remember um, because I was old enough to remember, and I think I probably remember it because it was about the time uh, that my uncle Mike had passed, which is the only reason I think she fought so hard to keep Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> because she was also fighting so hard to keep Mike. Yeah. That was that was her thing, because Mike died of ALS. And so she was already fighting one battle. She might as well fight two. Yeah. And uh, that is the biggest lab I have ever seen in my life. His <laughs> his paws were like when I was when I was a teenager, he which my lab. my hands have not grown much since I was a teenager. His paws, like when he jumped up were as big as my hands That's like big. he was so and big. he stood 
He stood over my hips. He was almost here as a lab. A big dog. He was Labs great. Not supposed to be that big. He was That's great huge. Dane size as a wow. lab, and I'm not even joking. Like he was overgrown. Yeah. He was thin. He was elite looking, and he was the smallest of the litter. The runt. He was the he runt. Was the runt that the mother would not feed. Yeah. The stone that the builders rejected. <laughs> he was that one. And I just remember Rocky. Rocky was a white lab. Yeah. And he stood when I was a teenager. And I haven't grown much since then. So it's probably about the same. He hit here on me. Wow. That's wow. tall for a That's dog. Huge. That's tall for a Dane. Yeah. He was ginormous. Like the dog in Sandlot. You watch the Sandlot. So, you know, yeah. like that image that's built up. Wow. That's always what I remembered of Rocky. He was so, his, his feet were as big as my hands. Like they just, they were, I mean, he was, you could hear him running in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I might hijack our conversation. No, no. And, and we still have. Um, Go well, ahead. well, I was going to say the rest of the states listed there are just progressive weeks and stuff until. Uh, there's only two. Two. Yeah, there's only two. The other one is full term, and we can count that as it's only... Oh, what's full term? Who full, are the full term So states? the full term, well, it looks full like... Full term, y'all, means that legal your baby stage is about of birth. to be born. Yeah, there, there's two and then full, full term. Uh, and, and honestly, there's no... Oh, so, so this will make it really easy. There are no states between 24 weeks and full term. 24 oh. weeks is Nevada and... What's the other one? That's Rhode Island. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania and Nevada are 24 weeks. And then full term is legal in... Looks like five states. Give me oh a second, goodness. I'll tell you. Yeah. That's evil. Full term is Oregon. Oregon. Oh, wow. No. That's weird. It crosses. So full term is actually official in Arizona. Arizona is a full also term. Also Utah. Utah. Virginia. Virginia. Which we knew about. Yeah. Um. I guess that's Rhode Island. Rhode Island. And is that Vermont? Or is that Connecticut? Vermont. Vermont. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Vermont. Yeah. So those are full term states, and that's wow. that's where that ends. Wow. So um, um, there's no in betweeners. Yeah. So that's that's actually really sad, but. So there you go. Progressively so, um, over the states, we have we have a broad spectrum. Very broad. Which I knew that would happen, but no. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, Juliana actually has some pre-prepared Bible verses and thoughts about um, abortion in general that are just really, honestly, mind-blowing. Um, and so anyway, if you want to go ahead and take over, babe. Yeah, so a lot of these verses, well, some of them are going to be repeated from the podcast we did about a month and a half ago. Yeah. But I just wanted to reiterate why we stand against abortion so strongly. And we obviously, all of us here, we pull our principles from biblical principles. And mm -hmm. so I think the Bible is really the best place to look and the best yeah, way to argue it. So first I have Psalm 139, 13 to 16. That's usually where everybody goes first. Um, it says, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. 
My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. So that's saying there, especially in the last verse, that before you were ever formed, that's even before conception, your days were ordained from you. That's right. And it goes back to what God pointed out at the end of Job. And y'all have covered Job before. It's yes. like, who are you to question me to try to change my plans? Yeah. And that's what we're doing when we kill that baby that he already has a plan for. That really brings you down to a point of humility. It really does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, another one I had is the sixth commandment in Exodus 20, 13. It's thou Big shalt one. not murder. Yep. Um, the reason so many, as they call themselves, pro-choice, they don't ever get to the thinking about the baby part. Yeah. They literally are only thinking about the mother. They're only thinking about women's rights yep. and women's bodies. They don't care about the murder argument because they seriously don't think that far ahead. And they don't think about the fact that maybe half the babies that they're aborting are women. And yeah. let's take into the fact that they may not think about consequences of actions at oh, all. They don't. Because a large proportion, if not all, are not Christian, and that's really one of those things that with morals comes that thinking about your actions and how that response yeah. is going to be. And I think uh, both of those verses really kind of speak to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another one I really like for this is Proverbs 6, 16 to 17. It says, These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, Hands that shed innocent blood. Mm, and what is more innocent than an unborn baby? Absolutely. Nothing. Even in the Honestly. case of rape, that baby had nothing to do with yeah. it. That baby could be your only ray of light mm -hmm. at the end of that particular tunnel. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a story that you hear so many times. You know, you have a woman who is um, shamefully pregnant after wedlock and... You know, you they go through that process of feeling the shame, possibly rejection, you know, all these different things from friends and family, you know, feeling ostracized. But then after she has that baby, she's like, I went through this terrible time in my life where I felt shame because of something that I did. And my mm -hmm. only ray of sunshine was that baby that I had because of it, you know. And so... uh that it the the baby did not commit the sin yes it was conceived in sin but goodness as soon as the sin is committed there is forgiveness quickly and easily in christ um and you know uh you don't have to continually bur bear the burden of that shame you can put it on christ christ is shame for us and there's forgiveness in him and so you can live that baby can live and become some great person, you know, and do great things despite being born out of wedlock. You know? Yeah. And you're not at a place to say he won't. Exactly. Uh, that place is, you know, just like uh, Isaiah said, those, those moments are, those are of higher things and higher yeah. ways. Those are my ways. You know, that's, that's something that I respect so much uh, about my father is, um, 
you know, my oldest brother, Nathaniel, is a half-brother. Uh, Mom had him whenever... Um, you know, I didn't know that until, like, years after I knew y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you wouldn't think it just because... No. You know, whenever Dad married Mom, um, Nathaniel was already born, and obviously Dad knew Mom before that. Dad knew Mom during the pregnancy process, um, but he basically told her, hey, look, you know, that, that baby... Nathaniel, I will count him as my son and he will be my firstborn son. And so he will get every single right, every single, you know, um, every single good thing that comes from being the firstborn son. He is my son. He is my oldest son. If he was to give, you know, his estate to the oldest son past a certain age or whatever, it would go to Nathaniel. And the rest of us know that, yeah, you know, because we don't even consider him a half brother. He's a whole brother. So, and that's simply just because, you know, we don't, you know, he was conceived in sin. Yes, but he didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, you know? I didn't know that. Like, that was something that your dad and I had a conversation and we were talking about, I was, I was trying to get him to kind of, I have a prepped will that your dad helped me write. Yeah. And, uh, he was honestly explaining Christian principles in the way a will should be written. Yeah. And, uh, and in that conversation came, you know, Nathaniel is my firstborn, but he's not my child. Yeah. And I was like, Wait, go back. That's step, hold on. <laughs> step back a minute. Yeah. Like I've known y'all at this point. I had known y'all for about eight years. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I've known. Just think. Right at next year will be eighteen years. I've known y'all. Yeah, yeah. And so, like in two thousand and fifteen, is when I found this out. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd never in my life, and I don't he, think any of my siblings. He broke it down to me, and I was like. I don't think even any of my siblings have ever, 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 ever thought of Nathaniel as anything, you know, as, no, as a half-brother. He's not. You know, That's he the thing. Is, he is, you know, 100%, you know, my brother. He just didn't come from dad. Yeah, know? I mean, I, I, I like. I don't think of him any different after no, knowing can't. that. Yeah. It's just like, it was mind blowing because I had already known you and William and Nathaniel. Y'all, yeah. yeah. y'all were my people. And yeah. so I was like, I just didn't know that. And this was at a point where I was going through my divorce and your dad was giving me a lot of these, you know, details of this is how this should be done mm -hmm. biblically. And I was just like, huh, that is, that was fascinating. Cause I didn't know that it wasn't, I, it wasn't presented as, oh, you need to know this in order to write your will. It was just like, just in this case, you know, and he laid it out to me, kind of like you just said. And I was like, what? No way. Wait a minute. Hold on. And he explained it to me again. And I was like, I did not know. That's yeah. okay. That but I appreciate that, you yeah. know, because that's something not a lot of people do. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break. And then Juliana's going to got some more stuff to talk about. We are back. We are back, yeah. Like, we thought we were back 20 seconds ago, but we're back now. That's right. That's right. Julian had just a 
couple more. Yeah, so we're finishing up. Let's go I do. ahead. So and... I have one more part of scripture to share. It's from Genesis 25. And I just think it's a really tangible example of the way God predestined someone's life when they're still in the womb. Yeah. And y'all covered this a long time ago, probably back when you started the podcast. Um, it's when Isaac and Rebecca are trying to have children. And Rebecca can't conceive. She can't conceive. Finally, she conceives twins, and it's Jacob and Esau. We all know they end up being polar opposites, basically. Yes. Well, starting in verse 21, it says, uh, Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his plea, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, it, If all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So that just really tells you God had their entire lives. God has a plan. And the lives of so many generations after them determined. What if While she, they were in the womb. If she had aborted those babies at that young infancy within the womb. Yeah, those two nations that would never have ever happen and see yeah. an, another thing you sh this actually <laughs> oddly enough the fact that you said something we've already covered and i was like that's one thing uh sarah yeah yeah who was barren yep and you know abraham chose to go a route other than god yeah also creating two nations another two nations two yeah. nations um you know and he just he just didn't have that trust that God was going to provide that. Yeah. And then he did. And he was like, oh, well, ouch. Well, and, there's another nation involved. You know, yeah. You know, but it's it's again. What if that had been removed? Because yeah. we wouldn't have that. Yeah. You know what I mean, you were talking Mary. about. Yeah. Mary conceived, obviously, via God when she was a virgin imagine the stuff that she, she was, was going through that was probably yeah. as hard for her as a woman that's been raped and if, conceived yeah. today uh, if she yeah. had aborted Jesus wow I mean, that's a that's a thought. There goes think Christianity. About, that's, think a, thought, about that's a thought I've never taken on that's Joseph, good what, Joseph was a righteous man or something and said he quietly put her away nowadays Mary would be considered to have a child born out of wedlock Considered, yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. Because she was not married. Yeah, I mean, she think was about betrothed, it. but she was not married. I mean, think about it. What, what if Mary was like, yo, Brig, God gave me this baby. Not not another guy, God. I mean, I don't know about you, Brig, but I'd be like, yeah, pull the other one. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You had a Show night. Show me what you're talking about. With a guy, yeah. and you had a baby. Which and, is and absolutely not what happened, but. You it's know, that's it's exactly the, how she would have been treated. I was about to say it's the mm -hmm. it's the common thought because that's the way we think about things. Yes. Um another did you, another did thing, you find that verse yes, we were talking about? Um, okay. I'll read it in a minute. But uh another another thing to take into consideration is what you were saying about Sarah. If she would have been in nowadays time, everyone would have been pushing her to have an abortion because of her age alone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Sure. Oh, I mean, what was she 90? Yeah, she would have. It would have been considered to be too high risk and they would have been concerned that she could have died. Yeah. But my childhood. point is, you know, that, that 
and it was kind of it kind of echoed what you were saying, Juliana. You know, you're having the two nations. What had happened if either one of those had not see? And and though I know there's a big issue with what we have with like an Islam culture, yeah. which is what came from the other side of that. Yes. Here's the catch twenty two. As Christians, we actually have to do a little bit to bring that back to God. Yeah. Like we have a circle that we have to bring back because both of those started out as God nations. Yeah. And guess whose job that is to bring that back to God's nations? Yeah, God's using us. Both of us. Yeah. It's both of us. However, the side is one has gone so far off the beaten path. And this is, as far as I'm concerned, a result of sin. Yeah. This is a result yeah. of sin from what you see in the Garden of Eden to what you see with him trying to use his mistress to get a child. Yeah. We're still resulting with sin. Did either of those children not need to be born? No. I, I don't think so. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it makes you and I, you and I have that now responsibility Mm-hmm. To actually go through and bring those people back to the culture that we started with, and though because it's and, it, it's it's like brother removed, and and I know a lot of people don't that, like to hear that, but yeah. it's the truth. It's a and brother despite removed. The fact that there's a lot, it's definitely harder for say a Muslim to come to Christianity. It is mainly because they already have a religion. It's that much more powerful. It's that much more powerful. Yeah. I mean, look at what's his name in that book, uh, 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 Seeking uh, Allah, Finding Christ. Seek, yeah, uh, Ramesh. Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Ramesh. Uh, um, it's Ramesh Nabil Qureshi. Nab- Nabil Qureshi. Yeah, I yeah. love that book. Yeah. Because it just, it shows firsthand what they go through. Exactly. And see, that's that's the fascinating thing to me, is like God's bringing Religious that full God, circle. God's just showing his power is what he's doing. It's, it's all it is. It's, yeah. <laughs> A flex, yeah. It's the massive flex. You Alyssa, know? did you have some more stuff there? Um, I have the verse. Yeah, go for it. That's a good um, one. It is Luke chapter 17, verse 2. It says, It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. One of these little ones. Yeah. You Seems know, like that would work for babies in the womb, too. words. And you know what's interesting about that is uh, something that my wife reminded me of is just the beginnings of, I believe it was Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thinking about, you know, it'd be, you know, then uh, it'd be better for somebody to have a, a millstone put around their neck and thrown into the sea than somebody offend one of these little ones. Yeah, because they started that monster. One of these little ones. Well, you know, Margaret Sanger started Planned Parenthood honestly, like a hundred years ago, I think. Yeah. But her purpose for starting it at the time was to control the black population mm-hmm. to keep it from go- growing and to pretty much force abortions on them. Yeah. And what's funny to add to that, that was here. Yeah. In America. Here in America. Mm-hmm. That, wasn't, you know what? that wasn't excluding. You know what is so that was sad about bringing that? it here. And we're going to talk about like people who have a problem and I, I don't know if this is where you were going oh, I don't with know. like what slavery and such oh this is yeah i mean literally what? bringing down a and and i agree with you i've read everything on sanger 
That is exactly what she was trying to do. Yeah. And does, yeah. is that not the same thing as like trying to bring people into slavery? Well, is no, just no, trying no, no. to delete them I, entirely? I want to say it's something. Worse. I want to say something that's absolutely terrible along those lines. And that is uh, today, today, mm -hmm. the people that get the most abortions are the black community. And to add on to that, that's the community that is, um, you know, everybody who is pro-abortion, everybody who is anti-life, which right. I'm so glad that we're the life, you know, community, because that way everybody who's against us is against life, which is so true. Right. Uh, but anyway, everybody who is anti-life, um, they always go to the black community first. And I hate that because what they're doing is they're saying, y'all quote unquote, quote unquote, benefit the most from abortion. Right. Because y'all do it the most. And so y'all should have the biggest oh, yeah. outcry for abortion. And yeah. the sad thing is, is what they are literally saying is we are going to the black community because we want way less of them in this world, they kill more of their own people, and we want that, and you should want that. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, ah, uh, Margaret Sanger's original plan is still working. Yeah, it's it was she that. was trying to regulate, quote unquote, regulate the black community. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it's still happening. And now the sad thing is that they're regulating themselves through abortion. And they don't even know it. And they don't even know it. If I was, you know, if I was a black man, I would be the most pro-life man out there just because my community uses abortion most. And if I love, like, you know, I'm white, right? So I love my race. I love who God made me. And if I was black, I would love my race and I would love who God made me. I would be singing. I would be waving my hands in that gospel church, you know, where the rest of my black folk are. And I would be singing God's praises just because of what God made me and who right. God made me. And the fact that, you know, um, that my race is being the most taken advantage of in this situation. Oh man, that would That's make me so more mad. Than offensive. So mad. It's I would more want to go. Offensive. I, I want to go get rid of some people. Oh my goodness. I mean, y'all, this is huge. It is absolutely huge. Margaret Sanger was trying to get rid of. This is called genocide. Yep. Margaret Sanger was trying to have the black community perform their own genocide and it is still taking root today and what's even worse is that other races and cultures have taken hold of that yes yes and just claimed it as their own and not so, knowing how it started yeah and so um you know the sad thing is is there's a lot of people in the black community that are like yeah yeah we want more abortions we use it the most, and so we, we, we are so mad at Roe versus Wade being overturned. And I'm thinking, 
guys you're killing yourself yeah, yeah black lives only matter once they're born right i mean that <laughs> i guess that's what they're saying and you the know? funniest thing is is it's actually a lot of the pro-choice or or pro-abortion communities or that will sit there and say oh well black lives matter black lives matter well mm -hmm. just like you said apparently they only matter after they're born after they're yeah. born yeah um but going uh a little further from what you said most of the planned parenthoods that are established are established in or around black communities there it is taking advantage not only that not only that the worst prenatal care and uh like most of the labor and delivery traumas and maternal deaths by the way happen in the african-american community because they are based on outdated uh studies that were from like pre-segregation mm -hmm. uh being removed and all that it's because they're basing it on the fact that oh uh African-American women don't feel as much pain as uh, the white community. So oh they gosh. they get less anesthesia and all of that whenever they wow. have to perform a C-section. Wow. They don't, like, there was a story that I actually read. This woman was 27 weeks and ended up with eclampsia, which is a, like a further progressed uh, case of preeclampsia which can actually kill a woman, but it also has a, the chance of killing the baby as well. Usually in those sort of cases, if you have eclampsia, you're automatically taken for a C-section to remove the child immediately and give them a chance at life. This mm -hmm. woman at 27 weeks was induced, not given a C-section, and she had to watch her baby boy die mm. because... They didn't, mm. they decided that they were going to just induce labor and wait for her to go through labor. It's then never good to option. induce labor, even if at you're at 40 weeks, it's, because the no. baby's not ready for it. Yeah. It's no, it's never good for them to do that because all the stuff they use is not natural for a woman's body. Yeah. yeah. And it can cause harm to the baby. Yeah. And Juliana is speaking for someone. Her mom was in labor for what? How many Three months? weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Juliana's mom was in labor. How for long were three you like quote unquote in labor with Adeline? Well, I was in the pre labor stage for over a week with Adeline, and then whenever active labor hit, it was only forty minutes. <laughs> so y'all, there was a couple of I mean, times you, where I was watching I was the kids. I was watching the kids, and Brig was rushing Alyssa to the hospital. There was a time where I rushed Alyssa to the hospital, <laughs> and then the one time where i do not get a call from brig to look after the kids oh, there wasn't was time the no. this is, there wasn't this is, time because that baby just boom this is how that happened Born. she woke me up because i was staying like in the hotel with her yes that's where that happened <laughs> in a hotel <laughs> yes in a hotel uh you know i was i was staying in there and, and she uh she woke me up and and she was like yeah this is the time and my whole body was going okay whatever i'm going back to bed yeah, I've um, heard this before. This is this is <laughs> nothing new. It's just a thing. And she goes, "No, we need to go now." And I was like, "So, do we need to get in the car?" And she goes, "And this is what you said." So, this is how I also responded. Stuart knows exactly my car. And she yeah. goes, "It's either your car or the hotel." And I'm going, "Hotel." 
Yeah. Well, mind you, it ain't happening in my car. What, yeah. what Brig hasn't said is I was actually in active labor at this point for 20 minutes. I didn't know I she woke me up. up. Yeah. yeah. And so was, she's like, it's either happening in your car or here. And I'm going, I was. Here is it better. ain't happening went, in my car. <laughs> I went to the bathroom after the first contraction. I went to the bathroom and I was stuck in the bathroom for 20 minutes. I waited for a break between contractions and I ran to the bed and I woke him up and I was like, it's time. We need to go. And he's it's like, go time. Well, it's go he's time. Like, okay, well, do do I need to call Stuart? And I'm like, we don't have time for that because just knowing how my labor is going, how I feel during labor, I was like, we don't have time for that. He's like, are you sure? Like, I can call him. And I was like, no, it's either here or your car. Pick one. <laughs> and Brick was like, well, that's an easy, yeah. an easy choice. <laughs> Sit down. It's not, in, it's not it's happening in my car. Literally, she would have. She probably would have been born two minutes before reaching the hospital. If that, depending on how long it took you to get there, she may have not even been. We may have not even made it to the car because you would have had to drive to the hotel to yeah, watch the kids first. Yeah. And by that point in time, we only had. A I don't know when Stuart left. knows I need his help. He's pretty fast on the shift knob. I, I, I know. And the thing <laughs> is, he, he was only quick. 10 minutes down the road at the point in time. So it was like, and it, you know, you yeah. take that by him driving fast five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. even then, you still would have had to call to get him. Yeah, no, I know. As, as soon as you told yeah. me those were the options, I was like, no. Yeah, no. The hotel yeah. sounds really good I now. really like my car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not a memory I want to keep with the car. <laughs> yeah. It definitely would have and been. And now every time we, we pass the, the hotel, it's like, oh, I remember that place. And I'm going, yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> I have such fond memories, and Brig is like, "Yeah, I have memories. <laughs> I have memories." Exactly. <laughs> you didn't even give me a baseball glove. You know what? Well, what's a catcher's fun- mitten? What's funny? See, I grew up on a farm, so it's it's it was nothing like remotely new to me. But you, you know, your dad and Neil were like, "Well, how did that feel?" I'm like, "Man, this ain't." Like this ain't nothing compared to what I've actually done trying to like your first haul, haul calves out of like first time mothers. I'm like, I think I, you're, you're dragging them out. And Neil, I remember like, your words. Your words were, um, well, this wasn't my first rodeo. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> Just I told, like that. That's what I told Neil, and Neil yeah. was like, I told. I his, believe it. His words were uh, when he first reproached me about it. He's like. Laura was worried, and that's what I told her. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't Briggs' first rodeo. This is. <laughs> she, he was like, Briggs, a cowboy. He's done this a time or two. That's so right. It's just the first time with a human. That's right, <laughs> with the, with the human. Yeah. Now, uh, in all fairness, it was a lot easier than dragging a calf out of a a, a first time mom. Yeah, he didn't. Like, he didn't really have to do much work because I was already. I'm just going. And, I'm going. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, are you, actually, are you okay? It worried him more after she was born because I don't think he was taking into consideration the afterbirth contractions and stuff. <laughs> so he was like, anytime I would have one, he was like, are you okay? Yeah, you now, okay? in, like, in, in all fairness, that's this not... This isn't twins, is it? Please say it's well, not twins. See, so in all fairness, that's not something you deal with when you're, when you're actually like a, a cattle farmer and yeah, you're actually yeah, taking yeah. care of of you know see i've had times where you know a, a calf is out 
in the pasture and your biggest concern when a mother cow is given birth is um is buzzards mm. because as it's happening they'll kill a calf oh yeah i believe it they will kill a calf in the process and there's nothing the mom can do yeah and so your biggest concern is that and then after that you're like after you've ripped the cattle out of the mama it's like this is this is over they relax for 20 minutes and then it's fine and so that didn't happen and i was like oh is this different like and what, then what not, do i do now <laughs> not only that he actually realized that i get more vocal after the baby's born oh dang so, she's like oh, oh no. ow, this hurts i'm like what yeah, what hurts like, what? it's over now <laughs> You're supposed to be. No, it's no. That's like, not how. It works. And it, animals don't eat. tell me how it hurts. They just like yeah. they're they're over it. Oh, they they wake up. They stand up and they're good. And then like that's that's Pretty what I've dealt after, with. After like the more kids you have, the worse the afterbirth contractions get too. So oh. it's like it's see, I knew nothing intense. about that. It's more. Intense. I hope you never do. <laughs> I got I, I got one more shot, and I guess now is as good a time as any. Since I was already given a cue that I need to yeah. make an announcement, yeah, time. is is now the time? Yeah. Does everybody want to like clap? You know, yes. Yay! We're having another lens. So this will now be number two, and I'm told this this hurts my heart, but I'm told I can't know if it's a boy or a girl nice. until someone throws a shower. And I'm, oh. I'm, I'm still fighting for this because I don't feel like that's okay. <laughs> uh, so anyone, Stuart knows. Yeah. Stuart yeah. knows. You may not know, Juliana. Alyssa knows. I don't like surprises. <laughs> I like it consistency. I like you could be you could be giving him a you could be giving him a brand new car. I want a spreadsheet. And he still will not like a surprise. He'll be like, uh, to heck with you. I would have liked some more notice. Thank you. Um, it's how how sad is that that you're not wrong? Yeah. Like, I'm not I wrong. Like you know, you know way too. I well. remember your last birthday. <laughs> We're like happy birthday, and you're like, I hate all of you. You're all fired. <laughs> you're all I, yeah. Everyone who's listening to the podcast, you're fired. Yeah, I don't do surprises well. Yeah. So she was like, you can't know the gender until we give a notice, and I'm going. Oh no, that doesn't, oh, honey. That doesn't oh, work can't for me. I? That does, and she was like, "Only this person will know," and they're gonna do a party, and I'm going, "No." May I be at the party? Yeah. yeah. yeah see, he, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to compromise. I'm like, yeah. can I just know, and then it's a surprise well, for you? <laughs> no, no, that's that's not gonna work for me either. The, the thing is, is I'm trying. I'm I'm is, fighting is, for I, it. Technically, if if I wanted to, I could schedule the ultrasound for a day he has to work, so he can't be oh! there. Well, that's 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 one of the things that I love. Is the that's question when you call Julianne and you're like, now is the time we yeah. gotta go to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. It was one of my now, favorite questions. Just is like, come pick me up when we're gonna go. It's yeah. like when somebody comes to a woman who's pregnant and says, "Oh, is it a boy or a girl?" And the answer is like, "Um, yes, <laughs> it is a boy one or of a those girl." Two. There's two yeah. choices here. You're right. <laughs> I got that from Undercover Blues. I mean, it, the, is it a boy or a girl? I sure hope so. <laughs> 
we need to watch that again. That's the first time I watched that was with your family. Oh, I love so that movie. Good. So good. Technically, if you have twins that are a boy and a girl, it's both. Could be both. It could be. It could like, be. Neither of those answers are so. wrong. Well, we're going to take a break right here, and we're going to be right back. All right, we're back. So just to kind of close this up a little bit, one thing that is definitely going on right now is uh, there's a lot of rioting. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are incredibly upset. That, and I will say not near us, so it's kind of something Yeah, that, yeah, there's a lot of we, people that are rioting that are just not happy about Roe versus Wade being overturned. They're upset that, you know, they, they, they're thinking that women are not, they're thinking that women are losing rights not thinking about the babies involved well and so (laughs) that's something that i've heard a lot of lately and it's one of those things that quote unquote does the bible ever give you rights for that you know um we we are told and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be frank here but we're told the constitution quote unquote gave us rights at one point i don't believe that Mm. it's not there i have Several copies of the Constitution throughout my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've read them multiple times, and I don't see it. It's yeah. not there. The um, only rights that the, the Constitution does not give rights, the Constitution tells you what rights you already have. And it protects those rights that you exactly. already have. They're called inalienable like, rights, yeah. <clears throat> you know, like, let's protect the rights to bear arms. Sure. Uh, to keep a, a gun in your home. Right. In the case that someone breaks into that home or breaks into your car or attacks you on the street or and you're case, able to pre- right, or, defend or in yourself. in the case that the government tries to attack you. I was getting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was it was a gradual, as you saw. <laughs> I was getting there. But yes, in the case that, you know, you do have what I was going to go with a well-formed militia. Yes. Yes. There's a moment where those rights are protected, but there aren't rights protected to kill people. That's right. There's no point in the Constitution or the Bible. Sure. You know, war happens. Yeah. But babies aren't involved in war. They're not even considered a, you know, independent party that, you know, is what... They don't fight too good. Yeah. Well, I mean... (laughs) Sorry. It's true. That wasn't that wasn't where I'm going. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, comic relief. Anyway, <laughs> you know they they don't they don't have the ability to defend themselves. That's right. They do not. They so not. let's take this back a notch and say you're a family of five kids. Do you expect your children to you know in the middle of <laughs> Let's just say we have like combat in our streets, which is not far fetched. I mean, it's happened in multiple countries over the past four decades. Yep. If it happens here, are we just going to send our kids out first, or are we going to go out first? Yeah. I mean, because I'll go out first. Yeah, the reality is the same. Yeah. If you're going to abort children, it is the same as sending your kids out to war first. Sure. It's the same reality. Yeah. They don't have an involvement because they don't know it. We know it. And And the the, fact is, our job as parents are to protect our children by biblical 
by constitutional, by legal standards, yeah. all three of those. It is our job. And what it basically boils down to is m- most of the people, most of the people that are advocating for, you know, abortion mm-hmm. are simply advocating it just because they think that it gives women more rights. That's what they're more interested in is the women's rights. And they think that when they have the, you know, the abortion, it's like, oh, it's my body. I can do what I want. And you can't tell me what to do with it. You know, and they're not thinking about the baby in the womb. And they, you know, in order to facilitate that thought, they don't call it an abortion. They don't call it a baby. Mm-hmm. They call it a termination and they call it a, a fetus. fetus, you know. Yeah. And they're trying to dehumanize um, the babies. And I say most because a lot of women are, they don't even think about it. They're just like, oh, if it's a right that you're trying to take away from me, then I, I want that right. And, you know, I can't lose that. So that's, so, yeah, that's, that's actually know. another thing that I've heard recently. And what's funny is I've never heard it this way. Mm. So when I heard it this way recently, it, it, it set me back a little bit. Um, because me, I mean, I'm, I'm all about states rights. I'm all about individual rights. Absolutely. I'm all about that. Like there's no person that can come to me and say, well, you just stand against that. Well, no, I don't. If it's a right, I want you to have it. It's not just like I hold the right to bear arms very close. Yeah. I want you to have it because if you don't have it, then I can't have it. Exactly. You know? And so someone recently, you know, I, I was able to, you know, actually able to, to see, <laughs> to see this, and what's funny, I I'm, I am laughing, but I'm not laughing because mm-hmm. their presentation on it was it's fascist and they're taking away the rights, and I'm going, um. So what's f- interesting about this is I do see your point, I I and I counter your point with that crap's been happening for a long time, so today is not that day to start like backlashing, yeah. like that's not. This is not that moment. There were other moments where you weren't with the program. So today, to show up and be with the program, you're fired. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like I it's getting taken away. I'm going. I've got the post. I folks, I'm 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 all about rights. Like I am all about your rights as a person. I'm all about your rights with God, and I'm all about your rights as a you know, confirms with the constitution of America. But when it comes to like you claiming that a simple non-right being taken away (laughs) is fascist and that we should have more, you know, stand against this. And I'm going, okay, so please tell me where the right comes in and B, if this isn't a right, why is this a problem? Because here's the thing. There's only a couple real big reasons why you would be against it. You're against it because you follow a principle that's inaccurate. You're against it because, you know, you don't follow biblical or constitutional principles. You don't have a humanitarian aspect. You don't. Because if you agree with abortion, humanitarianism, you can just... Check that off your list because it's not a thing that you're interested in because us as a people has to be involved with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, for sure. Now this is a, 
It's an incredibly. Oh, Could I'm sorry, Alyssa. Something? Go ahead. No, it's <laughs> something that I thought of while you were saying that is it really isn't a right because just because you have the capability to perform or do something does not mean you have a right to do it. I may be capable of killing a person, but that does not mean that I have the right to do so. I may be capable of walking into a bank or a business and robbing (laughs) the place, but that does not mean I have the right to do so. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's uh, honestly, yeah, that's one I haven't thought of. And, you know, there's a, oh my gosh, we could talk about this for so long. We could. We don't really have too much more time. But one thing that I did want to do is um, um, there's obviously there's steps that need to be taken from here. Okay. And what those steps, you know, for those states that um, have banned abortion now, which is really good and praise God. I mean, that's, that's what we wanted to do in this no, podcast that's, today. Yeah. Praise God. It really is for, you know, overturning Roe v. Wade. Um, But there are steps that we as Christians and we as, you know, Americans need to take now. Mm -hmm. And those steps are educating people who obviously cannot legally get an abortion now and tell them what to do. And, babe, you had some thoughts earlier today you were talking about a lot of stuff like you know if a woman say wants to get abortion and needs some other options what are some of the other options that a woman can take you know let's say she does not even want her baby well i mean she biblically she needs to carry the baby to term Mm -hmm. obviously but after that she doesn't have to keep the baby yeah and it was the other day that i was saying and I said on the previous podcast, too, mm-hmm. for every baby waiting to be adopted, there's 36 parents waiting to adopt. Yeah, there's so many there's people. There's a staggering want... number. They might be really subpar families, some of them. Yeah, but a subpar family. There is a large amount of people. If it's a subpar family that really wants you, exactly, they're going to raise you so much better yeah. than, and I mean, obviously, be a much than being life. killed. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And yeah. there's so many people that can take on that that you know may not be able to do it themselves sure sure. you know there's there's a ton of parents out there and i say parents with the right of being able to be parents and are unable to do it genealogically i want to give a shout out to uh um to jace and missy Mm -hmm. robertson because they had a baby oh my god they had a baby thrust upon them recently and they're grandparents y'all you know, but they had a grand, a baby thrust upon them recently, and you know, Jace is like, you know, true to my word, we talked about, you know, um, wanting to protect babies and bringing families and stuff. And when we had this baby thrust upon us, we're like, well, we better raise raise this child now. And so they're raising a child that is not their own, as their own. Yeah. And can you talk about a life adjustment? Oh my goodness! You know, that's. That is amazing, and I really love that. And so, you know, there are so, so many families out there. And Juliana was talking about possibly subpar families, but, you know, there's a lot of, like, really good families that that just cannot want your child if you don't want it. You know, yeah, they're they're not able to have children. Sure, you know? I there's mean, a there's... lot of women out there that can't have children, or this, or that, or the other, and so they're wanting to adopt. 
And as a biblical representation, y'all, we are adopted into the family of God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what better thing can you do for somebody than to adopt them into your family yeah. and call them one of your own? Um, and so anyway, I just wanted to bring that out there. I don't uh, we really need to close up this episode, but, you know, I wanted to celebrate, you know, less abortions for sure. Right. But also talk about biblical steps that need to be taken you know, as a consequence for this happening, you know, because obviously if there are less abortions and that means that there are more babies out there who could have or would have been aborted that need to be cared for. And so, you know, it's, <laughs> you got to talk about that. It's kind of the elephant right. in the room. It's like, okay, well, we're going to keep this baby now. Now we need to keep this baby. <laughs> you know, there's, it's got a, there's a, there's a lot, there's a process there, you know? So anyway, um, Brig, uh, we we wanted to do something a little different today since it's so special. Um, we wanted to have a round of prayer, which is turned into two men praying. So we're gonna have Brig <laughs> and I uh, close this out here. It'll be great, and I hope both of our wives will join us in an adios at the end of this. Um, but uh, Brig, if you want to go ahead and start us, I'll close this in prayer, and uh, we'll we'll go from there. Awesome, yeah. So, Lord, I uh, I first of all thank you for uh, what I would say is a long-awaited uh, answer to prayers. Amen. Um, we daily seek your prayers. Uh, we're called to. You know, it's it's part of our. Our daily routine, it's part of what you have uh, raised us up as men and women of Christ to actually be a part of. And in being a part of that, it doesn't mean that all of our prayers are going to be answered uh, at that very moment that we want them to be. And that's frustrating. It is. And, you know, for all the the, the men and, and women who have just relentlessly and we thank you for that the relentless prayers um that have been echoed to you for the roe versus wade um from its institution to be revised altered changed removed or you know altogether forgotten we thank you because today you know um I say today, but as of last week, we were, you know, early this week, actually, we were able to actually have a, um, you know, a change in that, to be able to see it in a different light, to be able to have an answer to prayers that so many have prayed for decades before, you know, Stuart and I were able to even start praying for it. Uh, it uh, It was something that was already in motion for you. And that alone should be a guidance for us to say that our prayers, though we don't see it, will be answered one day. And um, and for that, you know, we 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 hail prayers for for everyone in the ministry. We we you know raise them up because there are so many things that are echoed in the ministry that we <clears throat> we as I, I say outsiders, but we still are ministering to people. 
But people that, you know, are not necessarily in a pulpit don't see daily. And uh, one person I want to, like, bring up individually is Bill Hill. He's been uh, on our podcast numerous times. And, man, he does so much uh, for everyone. I know last time I spoke with him, he was uh, he was handling pulpit supply for at least one church and handling his church as well. And that alone, like, we need to lift him up in prayer and actually be able to um, raise him up, pray for him daily, because that's one of those things that, you know, we may not see as an important thing, but also, like, we didn't see that, uh, you know, praying for Roe versus Wade to be removed for, you know, 50 years uh, wasn't an important thing, maybe. And it was. It was uh, distinguished among every Christian that it was something acknowledged that should be done, and that's something that should be done. We should pray for all of our ministers to be raised up as, uh, you know, God raised Elijah up on Mount Carmel to be able to stand against Satan and all of his evildoers, to be able to show forth the power that God actually holds, even in the sight of people who refuse to believe who God really is. And today, that's, that's, that's my prayer. I pray that we are able to lift these righteous men up to be able to do what God can do. Amen. Great Father in Heaven, we thank you so much that we can gather here in this garage and uh, uh, pray to you without uh, worrying about uh, the government encroaching on us or telling us that we can't pray or uh, restricting our our religious rights. And Lord, we we do thank you so much for this, for overturning Roe versus Wade. It has been there for 50 years. And um, I pray, Lord, that you would uh, start to bless us as a country. Um, I'm glad that this, this blight is off of us. And I pray that we would be able to get uh, blessings from you um, through this, at least some states anyway. Lord, it really is just showing us uh, um, the, the hearts and minds of um, at least the politicians anyway in a lot of these different states because uh, we know which states value life and which states do not. And I pray, Lord, that um, you would... Uh, Bless this country, and I thank you for removing the blight of Roe v. Wade, and I pray that uh, this is a step closer to removing the blight of uh, mass abortion in the U.S., and I thank you so much for the states who have banded all together, and I pray that you would uh, bless the politicians in those states who have um, advocated, or, or even the people in those states who have ad- advocated for um, banning abortion in their states and, uh, and as a consequence have blessed their state. And so I pray, Lord, that you would um, be with the mothers of these children uh, who are not born yet 
and I pray, Lord, that the mothers that uh, cannot keep their children or do not necessarily want their children or would even uh, circumstantially be seeking an abortion, I pray, Lord, that you would work in their hearts. I pray that you would work in their hearts, Lord, and that you would uh, reveal to them the humanity of the child inside their womb. I pray, Lord, that you would uh, reveal to them the fact that they were once a child inside their mother's womb and that there would not be a decision to be made if their mother decided to end them, to abort them. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just bring reality crashing down on the shoulders of the mothers in this country. Make the womb a safe place as it used to be for the most vulnerable member of our society. And I pray, Lord, that um, that uh, since Roe versus Wade being overturned, uh, that uh, mothers would have their babies and that great men and women would come from the wombs of these mothers who would otherwise have uh, removed these lives. And so, Lord, there are uh, problems, there are concerns, there are issues that will arise from uh, more people having their babies. And I pray, Lord, that you would take that in stride and that we would welcome these, these, uh, these children into our lives and that they would be uh, good, productive members of our society and that you would bring uh, so many to your, your kingdom, Lord. Um, I pray, Lord, that you would bless us this day. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for our listeners. I pray that you would uh, allow us to be a blessing, a blessing to each and every one of them. And I pray, Lord, that, uh, well, I thank you, Lord. I thank you so much again for overturning Roe v. Wade. And I pray that you would continue to work in the hearts and the minds of the people in this country. Uh, towards a more loving end. And it is in Christ's name that we come before you and pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Uh, we will see you next time. So, adios. adios.